Hi, welcome to Clean Slate with Vicki and Joanna. Every day is a clean slate and a fresh start. Make today the day. And welcome back. This is part two of that wonderful interview with Dr. Tim Cummings. I have another question for you. Do you yeah, no. Nope. So if a normal, when I say a normal person, just a normal person walked in and wanted to come see you, how, how does that work? I yeah, guess? so um, every patient that's coming in is going to go through an exam process and a battery of tests because the truth is, is like, I would almost everybody. So if you're over the age of 25 or 30, um, if we were to do a full exam and take x-rays of you, you're going to have a problem somewhere. Right. Um, and that's just life because we live in a, gr- a world where we have traumas, you know, car accidents when we're a teenager. Um, and the biggest thing is, is like when we're young, we heal up pretty quick. So we feel fine. Right. And that, and that's what I hear every day when I get, so the average person that's coming to me, who's got neck pain or back pain in their forties or fifties or whatever, they're coming in. And then you go through their history and say, well, based off of what I'm finding, you had a pretty significant trauma 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And they're like, well, yeah, I was in a bad car accident or I had this, I, you know, flipped over the handlebars on my bike and whatever. And so this person that's healthy that comes in, like, that's my dream is that I have a practice of just health, you know, like <laughs> non-pain people coming in and saying, listen, I just want to keep it this way. Right. Cause mm-hmm. it makes sense. It's like, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. If you, if you just keep people healthy, right. Who are already healthy. Yeah. And so, because like even through people that are going through care, like what what you're doing, Joe, it's like, we're going to go through some correction process to help improve posture, help take pressure off the spine and do all those things. But when you understand that your nervous system controls all function in your body, like when's it a great idea to start neglecting it? Hmm, Right. Right. Never. And so we wouldn't do that. So, so even after we go through that whole correction process, I'm going to recommend somebody's like, Hey, we need to stay on some type of a wellness or a maintenance type of a program because we're still doing things. You're still looking down at computers too much. You're still slipping and falling. You're hitting your head on cabinet door or whatever, like all these little things that accumulate. And over time, those things will start to creep back into your life. You know, like I, you know, give, use orthodontics as a, as a, a, comparison because if your teeth are crooked you wear your braces for two years let's say um, and then you say you know what that retainer thing's stupid I'm not wearing it and like what happens to your teeth yeah they move back so and your and your teeth barely move I mean your spine moves all over the place so what are the chances that I can put the bone where it's supposed to be we can strengthen it which is one of the things that's kind of gives us a, a unique difference over a lot of other chiropractors we have a warm-up an adjustment and a post adjustment rehab process to try to help change the spine and strengthen it in a better spot so we can create more stability but even doing everything right there's still going to be issues that show up and so doing something like that to maintain good health just like eating like tell people when's a good idea to stop eating healthy never when's a good idea to stop exercising and moving never so when would it be a good idea again to stop caring for your spine which controls all function well the true answer is never so it's like get on some type of a, of a program like that just to maintain good health so my daughter, she is almost 21. Her back, it's almost like she has, I don't want to say like a hunch, right? right. But I hear in her neck, what can you do for that? It's that computer. It is a little bit. So the posture, so, I mean, it's epidemic. You know, if you just, like, if you want to just be appalled. So for, here's a good example. They did a study in 2004 um, uh, in a nursing homes. So people that check into nursing homes, the long-term care industry was paid for the study because they're like, you know, if somebody's checking in today, 
Um, from a budget standpoint, I want to know if they're going to be there for three months or three years because it's about $100,000 to be in a nursing home. And if I got to pay that, it's a huge difference, right? So they did this big study to try to predict death in nursing homes. And the thing that they came up with was forward head posture is the most accurate predictor of death. Wow. So they could predict when people were going to die based on how far forward really? their head was. So she's been that way since she was younger. So yeah. I would say even before being on a computer, but right. I just didn't know if that's something that you could work on. And yeah, so definitely. And that's, you know, it's called a Dowinger's hump is okay. that the terminology for that. Um, and, and part of it is a fat pad, and that's genetic. So nobody, no woman likes to be told to have a fat pad, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, yep, I'm, <laughs> I'm angry right now. Yeah. <laughs> so so the, you'll get a little bit of a fat deposit right on top of the, the okay. bone that's the most prominent anyways. Mm -hmm. But then when we put forward head on top of it, it, you know, and it's so funny, you know, like the vanity of our society, like I'll literally have people come in and are like if you can get rid of this thing because it's disgusting yeah, she's you know, very self-conscious self of mm -hmm. it yeah and i understand because you know it's like people come in like look at quasimodo and they have all these little you know sayings that they say but but it's a postural distortion that is making that so prominent okay and so that is part of what we do is to to help um i'm sitting up that. taller right now yeah <laughs> i know i'm like I'm very aware of my posture right now. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and, and like I said, if you want to really be appalled, like after you learn forward head posture and the damages, like because there's a multitude of studies. Again, if you want to do a little research, just type in negative effects of forward head posture, and you'll just get slammed with all of these research studies that have been done. But just go to the Mall of Georgia tomorrow, you know, and sit in one of those the chairs and just mm -hmm. watch the people walking and watch the young people because all of the young people in that generation have grown up with iPhones and iPads in their mm -hmm. faces from the time they were two months old, right? Sitting in their car seat and we put an iPad out their foot to keep them entertained so that I can enjoy my dinner or whatever. And I'm not being critical, you know, like saying, but, no, we know. but we the get baby, it. yeah, the babysitter portion mm -hmm. of the electronics stuff and, and it's, and it's becoming, it's an epidemic. Like I see kids that come in that have completely reversed curves and they're 14 years old you wow. know and what? i had i have like, yeah going the wrong completely wrong direction and i've seen people that are in their late teens that have bone spurs and arthritic change in their neck already which means wow. mm. that that problem's been there for 7 10 12 years before mm. they we took that x-ray which means when they were four something happened you know and so you know and i also the, the the i have a couple beautiful x-rays of 80 year old people that have completely normal curve structure in their spine and they have no arthritis would it that be because of weight bearing exercise and, and well, things like that yeah so yeah i have a perfect example of this lady she uh, when i took her x-ray she was 78 um she had a perfect curve in her neck and she um you know had no arthritis or degeneration i mean it literally she had a bunch of dental work so if you looked at just that you'd be like oh she kind of looks old because of all that but if we could hide that portion you would have thought is this person you know 28 or wow. whatever like you couldn't tell and and so i asked her like my you know like this rarely happens in my line of work uh and so i was of course intrigued i'm like you know mary tell me your story and she's like she's like well the first thing is is uh, i've been going to chiropractors my whole life Oh. And I was like, well, there you go. That's what I wanted to hear. Um, but I said, well, how'd that happen, though? Because that's, you know, unless you're like my kids who've been adjusted since birth, unless they're in that family, like, how does that happen? And she said that um, her mother, so this was way back, she was born in like 
31 or something like that. So in the early 1900s, when her mother was a young girl, she got very sick with some disease of the day. She didn't know what it was. Um, she got very ill. They took her to the hospital. She was in the hospital for about seven days. She, uh, the hospital finally told the parents, like, listen, like, take her home, keep her comfortable. It won't be long right be like we have nothing that we can do to help her this is just gonna you know and so you know uh, kind of in desperation if you were told that about your your child you would be like if somebody said hey go try a chiropractor you'd probably say what yeah let's go try it you know what can it hurt right absolutely and so um she started getting adjusted and she got adjusted uh twice a day um in the initial for the first week that she was the, the chiropractor was she was they were bringing her in in the morning and then the chiropractor would stop by and do a home adjustment on his way home and she did that for the first week and then the second week she was there every day and you know so on and so forth long story short she lived she overcame it and so her mom she was like 12 or 13 so she could recall all this happening so she had a pretty profound experience with an adjustment really saving her life and so um, guess whose mom was a pretty big advocate of chiropractic so Mary, when she was born, she's like, I remember, you know, my mom telling me when you were born, the chiropractor came to the house and we got your first adjustment right after that. Wow. And, and so she's like, so that's part of it, right? She says, the next thing is, is I'm 78 years old and I've never been in a car accident. I've never, she worked like, you remember when you used to go to like Montgomery Wards and they had like the gift wrapping people mm-hmm. at Christmas, oh, yeah. like that was the jobs that she worked. She was a stay at home mom primarily. She didn't really, so she wasn't in a nine to five or she wasn't at a desk all day. She wasn't doing so like there was some benefits of just her lifestyle on top of that, but you know, not being in any significant traumas, being adjusted since she was at you know birth, using chiropractic for the way it was always intended, which was just to keep me healthy and to keep me functioning well. Um, and that's, you know, so now she comes to me at almost 80 years old and look at what you got Mm -hmm. right so are you saying that um your spine has something to do with arthritis like the the function because that's something i'm starting to have pretty bad in my fingers and so right and my elbows yeah. So, I mean, arthritis is a, arthritis is a stress response is all it is. So people think, you know, like people, again, if I ask you who gets arthritis, most people are going to tell me old people, right? It's an age thing, or they're going to blame it on genetics, right? My mom had arthritis, so I'm going to have arthritis, that kind of thing. Um, neither one of those are true with the exception of like rheumatoid or psoriatic. Those have some genetic components to it, but osteoarthritis, which is 95% of the arthritis that's out there, um, is not genetic. Um, and, and it's a, it's it's a, a chronic stress. So, like, why does somebody who 10 keys for 37 years get arthritis in their fingers? Well, that's an overuse problem. We weren't designed to sit and do this that often. Or, um, so when you talk about fingers, like, I'm not saying your finger arthritis has anything to do with your spine okay. necessarily, okay? Um, but your spine won't degenerate just like Mary if it is in its right position. So if you have a bone spur in your spine, the only reason why it would show up is because mechanically something's been wrong for a long time, right? Because, and I prove it to people because when I show them an x-ray of somebody who has arthritis in these two segments, but they don't have it in these three segments, if it was genetic or age, all of them should have the same amount of arthritis and they don't, right? So we can disprove that literally within seconds. And then they say, well, why did it form here? Well, that's where your neck's going the wrong way. So we're supposed to have a curve like this and the lower part of your neck's going the wrong way. So there's an abnormal stress. So like for women, you've been told always to do resistance training and take calcium as you're younger so you can build strong bones so you don't get osteoporosis, right? And that's based off something called Wolf's Law. Wolf's Law says if I put stress and pressure into bone, the body builds bone. 
So if I put an abnormal stress or pressure in the bone over time, the body's going to continue to build bone. That's what really what arthritis is, is the, the, the roots of it. And so, so when your neck curve isn't right or there's a postural problem that's putting an abnormal stress into the body, you're going to get bone spurs, you're mm -hmm. going to get arthritis. It's just the body adapting for you. So the body's actually attempting to do a good thing for you because it's like, listen, I wasn't designed to be this way, but if you're going to put me this way, I'll try to fix mm -hmm. it for you. We just don't like the long-term effects of the fix because we get bone spurs. It starts putting pressure on things. It causes pain, puts pressure on nerves, you know, and now we've got a whole slew of other problems and that's really like when I show x-rays of people that are arthritic I'll show, I'll ask my patients like when would have been a better time for that person to be in my office yeah. like that was my next question when is I'm 51 is it too late for me it's not um, I you know I, I joke with people but I tell them if you you know if you can fog a mirror still we got a shot oh you good. know really <laughs> um, you know because I have everybody's different obviously because I do have some patients that I'm currently taking care of that they've come into me and they're at a point of no return as far as being able to correct them back to anything close to normal um, but the one thing that I know for sure is like if we're supposed to have a 45 degree curve in your neck and you have a one degree curve in your neck um, if I could get it to 22 you're better off may not be able to get it to 45 but the amount of neurologic stress the amount of bone change and the rate that the bone is changing all that stuff will decrease the closer we get to that 45 you know so so that's sometimes the goal for people it's like hey we're not going to be able to get it there you know i needed to see you 20 years ago or 30 years ago to get it to normal but that doesn't mean throw caution to the wind and just live it out because we know that you're like you're like you're on a freight train going the wrong way and and the longer it stays that way the worse it gets so we want to intervene and do something right and so so what kind of services does your office cover sure yeah what do you um, do obviously well our our foundation is chiropractic um and and it is different you know there's all one of the problems within my own profession is that um you go to one chiropractor and they do acupuncture and they don't adjust people or you go to another chiropractor and they do a lot of nutritional work and they don't really do a lot of adjusting or you go to you know the joint and the joint is kind of like a, we don't do exams, we don't take x-rays, you just pop in, you get an adjustment when you feel like you need an adjustment, right? And then you come to me and that's not what we do. I'm like, no, you have a problem and we're here to help you fix your problem. And if you don't want to fix your problem, then go to the joint. You know, like it's a like, like a drive-through. Yeah, chiropractor. yeah. And so it's like, and, I, and I'm How not do even. How they know what your problem is? Like, can they, you just randomly push on people in a certain way and it doesn't matter what their issue is and not cause damage? Um, yeah, you know, again, chiropractic is safe enough, generally speaking, that Just the chances of you really hurting somebody are very low. Okay. So I don't, like, because people will tell me, but but I just don't think it's a good idea because mm -hmm. I do have patients where, like, I took an x-ray of this family. They were immigrants from Africa. And I took an x-ray of the mom, and the, the atlas, the top bone in your neck, is a ringed bone. And she had agenesis of the posterior arch, meaning that there, the bone wasn't there. And so it was a birth defect, but as a result, her neck wasn't stable. So we did some flexion and extension films and found that that was sliding forward. Well, I can't do the same adjustment I would do on you mm -hmm. to her because I could cause a problem for her. And if she was to walk into the joint or, mm -hmm. you know, $20 chiropractic or one of these places that really don't do anything, like they could 
injure her. It's still rare enough that, you know, because if that was true, the joint wouldn't be here. Right. right? And the joint right. has grown significantly over the last 15 years. So, so, so that still it's such a rare instance of mm -hmm. that, that, you know, because there's times like I've traveled with, um, with the, some of our Olympic teams. Uh, when I was in Colorado, we were with the USA judo team and wrestling and all these, and I would travel and go, we got, I was, you know, blessed to be able to go to the Pan American games and, and take care of these athletes. And on a lot of them, I don't have x-rays of them because I'm just showing up to this event and I have these 20 athletes that are, you know, going to go judo fight and, but they want to be adjusted and they, you know, and some of them were in offices because we would plug them into offices if they were close by something, but, um, uh, but, you know, but I can still assess somebody, find out what's going on with them and know that with confidence that the chances of me hurting them are pretty, mm -hmm. is low still. Yeah. Yeah, so you were asking what you do. So do you do the three visits, like when I came in? Right. Yeah, that's our standard protocol. Everybody? It's, a, it's a three. So our first visit is a discovery day. Basically, it's to come through, do a consultation, examination, um, take x-rays if we need to take x-rays so we can see what's going on. When you come back for your second visit, we sit down with you. We go through your x-rays with you. So we're just going to show you, like, hey, here's what normal looks like, and here's where we see challenges. Then we go through an adjustment process with you. So we warm up the spine. We go through your adjustment. And then when we're done with that, um, we have a post-adjustment rehab where we, we have people wear different head and body weights. So it, seems, it looks kind of funny when people look through our window. I'm sure they're wondering what's going on in there. But um, so if you have forward head posture, if we put a pound or two of weight on the front of your head, reflexively, it'll bring your head back because your body doesn't want to look at the floor. And so we put these different weight uh, combinations on you and then we take a couple of new x-rays with the weights on so we can see what type of rehab protocols and what type of damage are we really dealing with. It's a functional x-ray and it kind of gives me a better idea of like, hey, can we help you get all the way back to normal? Can we help you get 50% back to normal? Like what's the, what's the goal, right? And then based off of that information, once I get that new x-ray, then we sit down and we go through our consultation visit that Joe was talking about where we go through the in-depth portion of chiropractic, what it's about, how we fix it. So why do we do our warm-ups, our adjustment, and how does that make us different from the when you just fly in off the street, lay down on a table, get a quick crack, and go on. So what makes us different, and why do we choose to do what we're doing to help people? Um, and then at that point, we would present you with a, a, your, your care plan. So do you got to be here one time or 100 times? And what type of, of rehab do you need to have to do in order to help yourself? So And so that's really what our, our niche is I guess is really trying to help people discover what do they got to do to correct their problem rather than treat symptoms because what I really see is the joint and all that. that's just the medical model with a chiropractic flair right you come in when you don't feel good I'll do a couple of adjustments you'll feel better well you could take Advil or you could do some of it and do that get the same result so it's a treatment based model whereas we're more of a care based model we want to care for our patients we want to help them restore function better so instead of it being like temporary fix, you're training the body to repair itself ultimately. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's true. Like I don't, you know, like people come in like, you know, with Jerry and his kidneys functioning. He's just like, doc, you know, you're a miracle worker. I'm like, nope. So I just took pressure off of a nerve, Jerry. Your body's the miracle, right? The body knew what to do. The body didn't want to let the kidneys fail. It wasn't in its best interest. But once the interference got removed and the, the brain could reconnect to the kidneys, it's like, hey, let's get a healing track going here. You know, let's mm -hmm. get this better. And it knew how to do it. And so that's why I always tell people the best doctor in the world lives inside of you. Mm -hmm. It's not me. Right. You know, it lives inside of you. 
So you mentioned a lot of x-rays. Um, does an MRI become beneficial to your practice? Um, it does. Like if somebody has a, a, you know, like a known disc issue or something like that, it can be helpful. Um, but the unfortunate nature with most MRIs is they're taken laying down because um, you go into the tube. And when you're not in a gravity state, um, you can't really see the full extent of what's mm. going on. Um, because I have patients that will go get an MRI, and when they're laying down, the, the disc bulge that they have, it's, it looks pretty minor, right? But when mm. they sit up and the gravity hits them and it compresses the disc, they're getting pain from it. And so they're like, well, you know, look at the MRI. The disc bulge isn't there. I'm like, well, you weren't in gravity, right so a good example is i had a, a scoliotic patient um she was a she was like in her 40s and she was the worst one i've had she was at a 72 degree lumbar curve wow. so it should be zero and she had 72 mm. degrees but and when she was laying down and got her x-ray her curve was like 27 degrees but if you did it with her sitting it was 72 mm. you know wow. so that's the difference in you know with and why one of the reasons why we take all of our 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 x-rays weight bearing because we want to put stress into the spine to see what's really going on. Wow, that's mm -hmm. fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So if you wanted to go to school for this, what does that look like? Um, so it's pretty traditional as far as any clinical doctorate um, program. So um, most people are going to get a four-year you know, bachelor's. You don't have to. You can get a pre-med type of a, a degree and get it done in three years. And then chiropractic school itself is, depending on the school you go to, is anywhere from four to four and a half years. And that's a, it's a great question because a lot of times people treat chiropractic, they'll say, well, I got to go to my real doctor. You mm -hmm. know, I've heard that, you know, just under a million times. But the bottom line is, is if you look at just the curriculums of chiropractic school versus medical school, the curriculum for chiropractic school is actually tougher in many aspects. The only difference is, is in medical school, they have to, because their whole treatment model is drug related, once they get into pharmacology, like they have to spend a tremendous amount of time in pharmacology because they got to know if I give you this drug and this drug and those mm -hmm. two interact and it kills you, that's a bad. So they, they, yeah. they have to know a lot about that. So they spend a tremendous amount of time in that realm. But if you look at all of the core stuff, the pathophysiologies, all those courses, you can Google and say, look up a comparison between medical school and chiropractic school and the amount of hours that are spent. And most people are, are you know, kind of shocked to see that there's more study and clinical hours in the chiropractic portion that's in our pharmacological is like six hours whereas theirs is like yeah. 1600 that's really the big difference so you're going through about three years of more hardcore schooling and then the last year to year and a half is your clinic residency where you'll you'll be working under supervision at the school clinic kind of like you know not to make it the same but like a, a barber school right so you have trained people they're coming in and then you have the students cutting your hair you get a get a discount because they might mess up you know or whatever so they kind of do the same thing in in chiropractic so you're you're in your clinic rotation and then the, just like in medicine there are um, diplomate programs where you can go get diplomates in neurology and orthopedics mm. and sports medicine like all of these different things that are all postgraduate um, level things as well do you do you find that you have more respect in the sports medicine community with then say you know out <laughs> out here in the world or, or do you still run in the same kind of yeah, interference it's still pretty close to the same 
you know, and that's because in the sports medicine world, you know, like athletic trainers, which I'm an athletic trainer, I was my undergrad, I always found it interesting because in the, like, even in professional sports or college, like the higher level sports stuff, uh, the athletic trainer who by all rights has the least amount of education, and I'm not saying that to be mean because I am one, right, but they are the gatekeeper, So the athletic trainer determines if a guy gets injured, they're determining if they're going to the ortho, if they're going to the neuro, if they're going to PT, if they're going to or whatever. So they're kind of the the center point person. And so in that realm, uh, chiropractic is still kind of that, you know, outcast system. I'll, you know, give you a good example. I grew up in Southern Nevada in the Las Vegas area and I went to UNLV. That's where I got my bachelor's. And when I went to chiropractic school, I moved back there for a couple of years. Uh, My wife and I, once we started having kids, decided we would want to raise them in Vegas. So we moved. But I was, because I was in the athletic program at UNLV, I still had connections with all of the trainers. And, uh, and so I went to the head trainer. I said, Hey, you know, I want to come and I want to, you know, do chiropractic for your athletes. And, the, and his answer to me is like, well, although I believe that it could be beneficial, we can't have you here on any type of uh, official capacity. I'm like, well, why is that? He says, because both of the ortho surgeons that we use despise chiropractic and we can't have it be here. Mm, wow. So I was like the backdoor chiropractic guy. Like they would send people to me or if, you know, if I had a long, you know, lunch break or something, I would take my portable table sneak in the back door of the training room and adjust people or you know the athletes and stuff like that to you know and and a a great testament to it is our starting running back for the football team got hit got injured and sprained his uh, si joint and he got evaluated by the ortho the they told him that he's going to be out three to three to four weeks you know with the injury so i get a call you know it's like the bat signal goes up and it's like you got to (laughs) come you know so i go in and i see him and this was on a saturday and then so i saw him sunday afternoon they came he came to my office so I could evaluate him and then on Monday through Friday either I went to see him or he came to my office and see me and he played that Saturday and the orthos were like we've never seen somebody recover like that and they're like this is amazing but the trainer couldn't say well yeah I sent him to the chiropractor Uh, right just basically helping bodies do their job helping bodies do their job exactly and just helping assist the healing process because, you know, like the healing is already there, right? Like if I put a little cut on everybody's hand right now, we don't have to do anything about it, right? The body knows exactly what to do. As soon as the skin is broken, some blood will come out. That's not a bad thing because if blood's coming out, infection can't get in. Then it's going to seal it up from the inside out and clot it. And, and then a scab's going to form and then it's going to fall off and we have new skin. We don't have to think about anything like that. It knew exactly what to do as soon as that happened, right? And that's really what we work with and what our goal is with with chiropractic it's just to help the body perform at its best no matter what situation so that's why when i have an 80 year old person come in to see me i'm not making claims that they're going to feel like they're 20 again but here's what i know at 80 years old your body's functioning at this level if you come in and you get some care and we help you all i know is it's going to be functioning at a better level what does that look like exactly i don't know you're probably not going to do back handsprings real soon or anything (laughs) like that but you're going to have increase in function and it could take a long time like i have a right now i have this 83 year old lady got really bad low back pain she's got horrible scoliosis it's very degenerated she's noticing all of these really great changes like a bunch of things are improved but she's still got back pain and she's still getting woken up at night because her back hurts and it starts to run down her leg and so she's now been with me for about two months and she's like when's this pain gonna go away and i'm like i have no idea 
right? Like I don't. I said, you know, look at your spine. And I sometimes I have to rebring somebody's x-rays back up because they're like, why isn't this better yet? And I'm like, are you kidding me? What did you, what did you walked into my office with this, right? <laughs> like I didn't do that. You did that. And I'm trying to help you through it. But we just got to be realistic to know that it takes time for the body to heal and overcome those things. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I tell her like, focus on, like, I want the pain to go away too. You know, like uh, besides the patient or maybe the patient's spouse, like I want the pain to go away next, right? Because I know that how much better you're going to be off for that. But the bottom line is I don't control that. Because, and then the other thing I talked with her about, and you know, because I said, well, how's your diet been? Because eating a lot of sugar and stuff like that inflames your whole body and makes you feel pain way worse and all this stuff. And she's like, well, I'm addicted to sugar. She's like, I eat sugar all the time. And I'm like, okay. It's like well, heroin. Yeah, it is. It lights up the same areas of your brain, actually, as mm-hmm. illicit drugs do. And so the, I know it's a real addiction. And But I told her, I'm like, so just understand, you could be doing some other things to help yourself. If this pain thing was really your motivating factor, like you're complaining about it, which I understand, but if that's your really motivating factor, why don't for one week, just give me one week, and you commit to not eating any refined sugar for a week. And let's see how you feel at the end of the week. If you feel no difference, then cakes and cupcakes for the rest of your life and she's like you really think it'll make a difference i said i know it'll make a difference and so she told me she was going to so this was actually literally just on thursday it's amazing yesterday. that people would rather just take stuff instead yeah. of I, I just don't understand that but see i'm probably that person it's hard to change it is i was for many of my young years raised by a single mom who had no money so it was just cheaper right. to get a McDonald's meal than it was to cook something at home. It right. was just so inexpensive. And so I was that kid that was raised on fast food. And right. it's like I feel like my body, I don't eat fast food anymore, but I still love sugar and there's a lot of bad habits. And right. it's 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 my addiction and here i am still in my 50s i am willing to change it's finding that daily discipline right to to make that i don't know i'm i'm waiting for that thing to click to where it you know i'm setting because i do i want to live i want to live a healthy as long as i can so i can enjoy my future grandkids and you know my husband and i we just we just think about those grandkids that are going to be coming and I don't want to be in a wheelchair. Right. I want to be able to climb Stone Mountain with them. I want to be able to, you know, do 14 hours in a Disney park. It's like right. I want to do all of those things and not be like an old lady. Right. But it's it's yeah. Well, I feel like the past couple of years have has really aged me with everything that I've had sure. go on. So I can't wait. I am definitely going to be getting in touch with you. Me too. And seeing how you can help me. Right. Yeah, me too. So me I'm too. excited. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Well, how can people get in touch with you? Well, probably the easiest way is to go to winderchiropractor.com. We're in Bethlehem technically, but Bethlehem has a population of 700. So my uh, my SEO people told me that I needed to use Winder Chiropractor. So at least it was a little bit of a bigger population. Right. 
uh, winderchiropractor.com. It's our website, and it has an online scheduler. It tells you everything about our clinic and the things that we do. Um, and so that's really um, probably the easiest way because, again, it, it has a, an interactive online scheduler. So if you click on it and you want to make an appointment, it'll do all that stuff. It uploads it to our system, so it blocks it. So hopefully, occasionally, it messes up and it, it, it double books people, but not too oh, often. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> happened to me. Well, hey, do you offer a group rate if Vicki and I come together? Yes, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, we've got ourselves a new line of. Y'all come of, in with me. Let's just all go to. They're uh, really good about getting you in out. And, and I'll bring Olivia too. There yeah. you go. There you go. So. This is so informational. Thank well, you good. so That's, much. Yeah. You'll have to come back. Yeah, just yeah. let me know. I, I, I love to educate. You know, that's you know technically that's what doctors are supposed to be. Right. You know, it means t- uh, teacher and educator. So because people need to have the information, they just need to have a different perspective. Right. You know, because mindset is the is the number one thing we got to. Uh, Amen. You know, mm-hmm. I tell people we deal with subluxations of the spine, but the largest subluxation out there is the one between people's ears. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. and just in their thinking. So. Absolutely. But yeah, I really appreciate it, guys. It's uh, something that I really enjoy doing. Well, thank Great. you so much for coming. All right. Thank you. Right. Bye. Sometimes we succeed in life, sometimes we fail. But every day is a clean slate and a fresh opportunity. Make today the day.